titles. Go. It's worth it. Pinballing. The ball drain. Real nice zoo. I got a poop. <laughs> the golfer's wife. The nest. Jack built. Wherever he is. <laughs> Alien dickologist. The pole vaulter. cocaine water all right jughead let's do this warning what you are about to hear contains explicit language adult themes and potentially disturbing content the views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else anywhere ever in the history of the world this podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone anywhere ever in the history of the world you know Fuck it. You've been warned. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Forbes. I'm Kev. <laughs> I'm Jack. <laughs> Guys, what's got you geeked? I am geeked about oh. something you're going to think is a little weird. It's not the normal kind of stuff we talk about. Yes, Kevin. Um, this month is uh, my wedding anniversary. Uh, Damara and I will have been married for 11 years. Um, I am very geeked about that because I noticed something, and maybe you guys have noticed it as well. Have you seen all the divorce billboards up on yes. the highways and roads? And all of them are like, you know, not quite the middle finger. Not They're, they're like very, very edgy. When mm -hmm. the fuck did this happen? I mean, is it me? Have there always been tons of divorce bill billboards? But I've seen like four, you know, in the past week. Yeah. And I think they're all for the same law firm. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> but, but I mean, I'm sure that occasionally there's one somewhere, but has it, have, have there always been, has like 50% of all the billboards always been divorce billboards? No. Honestly, I've yeah. seen a lot of divorce. Yeah. It's, there's been. The, the advertisements are the other reason why divorce is so expensive. Do you want to know what the first one is? First Church. reason. First reason is because it's worth it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Make them sign a prenup. Um, but I am, I am very, very geeked that I don't need to worry about those billboards. Um, because man, I'm just thinking to myself, if they're making enough money to put up all these advertisements, and I'm sure billboards aren't cheap. Man, everybody must be getting divorced. I mean, Jack, you're probably going to get divorced here soon. Probably. I, I could be divorced already. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I want a divorce, Jack. I know, Kev. No, I don't want a divorce yet. I still want a couple more things from you. <laughs> I <bet> you do. <laughs> That's just wrong. A lot of people do, but they don't get it either. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> exactly. Back to you. Wow. That's it. That's it. It was um, short and sweet. So what's got me geeked? Paul, this is a good show title. I'm going for the record, I think cocaine water <laughs> so um a couple weeks ago emily and i were in lake george and um, being a history major i always like to see historical societies we went up to ulysses s grant's cottage where he died so um 
there was like a floral arrangement. There was books. There was all sorts of stuff. But what was there a skeleton? Geeked, no skeleton. Damn it. What, what got me geeked was cocaine water. So what the fuck is cocaine water? Ulysses S. Grant died of throat cancer. His doctors literally went into this jar, pu- pulled out tweezers, put cocaine water on his throat, scraped the bacteria off for breakfast, lunch, and dinner three times a day to numb his throat to make sure his he could have a numb feeling so he would be at ease a little bit longer while he would be writing his memoirs. So he had cocaine water on his throat three times a day for two years. So he did that ugh, 21 times a week. He had cocaine water on his throat. And this jar still was half full when it was still there in the cottage. So what has me geeked is cocaine water. I learned about a couple weeks ago in Lake George. <laughs> back to Paul. <laughs> what the- I mean, if he just <laughs> shot it up his nose, it would have gone back into his throat eventually anyway. So <laughs> the doctors would literally scrape his throat, like all the pus off his throat to put cocaine water on it to numb the feeling. But it was pretty cool, though. Ulysses S. Grant's house was uh, pretty Sounds interesting. great. Oh, it was <laughs> great. It was. I had a great time. Like, literally, Emily and I were like this. Oh, that's sick. That's so cool. Like, the floral, the floral arrangement was over 113 years old. It was well-preserved. It was really, really cool. So um, I always like to see little parts of history. So I was like, okay, let's check out Ulysses S. Grant's cottage. And you got to see the chair that he wrote his memoirs in, his pen and paper. Um, a bed he slept in and um, the, just the cottage itself was really, really neat. And the landscape over Lake George is beautiful, but this was in Wilton, New York. So it's like 20 minutes out of Lake George. It was really pretty. Nice. So it was fun. Dude, you, you have a girl who went with you to a cottage of a famous person, looked at a bed and she said, Oh, that's cool. You better marry that girl because you're not <laughs> ever going to find anybody else like that. No, duh, you're absolutely right. We she actually was like, Do you want to go see this? Because I will go see this without you. I'm like, Well, fuck, I'm definitely going. Oh, yeah. You already know I am going. So she likes the same things I like. So I thought that was pretty cool. But cocaine water has me geeked. <laughs> I don't know if you could have said it a few more times in there. It's that was almost as much <laughs> as being uh the attitude era or on the lake. He's pushing. Oh. He's pushing for a title tonight. <laughs> oh my God, Mike Burns! <laughs> I just want to put this out there. I just, I just absolutely need to say this, uh, Jack. Your girlfriend likes the same things I like. Yeah. Get line. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, you, you, maybe you guys can have a cage fight and open for Elon Musk and Mark uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, since that's never going to happen, sure, why not? All right. Come see you in the backyard in twenty minutes. <laughs> You really don't think Musk's ego will push him to actually do that? It doesn't matter what he wants to do. Zuckerberg will never fucking agree to it. Z- Zuckerberg <laughs> already did. They, oh. they both publicly... Zuckerberg is like into Taekwondo and shit. Yeah. So he, he actually... I, I'm just saying, you know, if it were to happen, my money's on Zuckerberg just because he's been actually training. You know, Elon Musk just trains his mouth. Don't forget, Elon Musk is an alien. And then Zuckerberg will poke him on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's got me geeked? What what has got me geeked? I'm back, bitches. How long's it been? Honestly, since I've done a whole show. 
Oh, God damn it. You just ruined it for year. me. I was going to say you were on for the first five minutes last time. Well, yeah. I mean, I was on for a few minutes, but that is like the last, I mean, until it's been forever because whether I've been unavailable or the show's been canceled for whatever reason, uh, I'm back and I'm glad to be back. Well, we're glad to have you back. That's what's got me geeked. It also works out nice that you all of a sudden decided to like actually view an episode. So you're the only person <laughs> on the show that knows all I the know new something. things that happen. I yep. know something you don't know. Oh, I know something I you know don't something. know. <laughs> I don't ever know, so I don't know anything. Watch after this episode. It'd be nice if you could tell us, Paul, because it's kind of hard for me to justify sitting down and watching us all talking for two hours after I just sat down with you guys and talked for two hours. I'm just saying. It's worthwhile. I'll ask Kelly. I'm surprised Kelly hasn't told you. She already messaged me. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah. Well, now you just have to tell us. Now my girlfriend's text messages you and not me? Not text. Facebook. Sorry, Facebook. I talk to her all the time. Relax. <laughs> did, she make you, did she make you bazels? Now that you mention it. I'm not supposed to say. Okay. <laughs> He's not at liberty to discuss it. <laughs> Call your lawyer there, Kev. <laughs> Paul, what did you add? Um, We have a brand new show open. Really? Yes. Kev, what did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Okay, well, that's easy enough. I can go go back and right. watch that. I wasn't sure I have to go through the entire thing looking for what Paul changed. No, there's little uh, Easter eggs. That's right. Just, just the opening? The the show open has been uh, completely redone, polished up nicely, and um, the end tag that the overlords talk on has also been redone. A little more modern, a little cleaner looking. Do we have so. the same theme music? Oh, yeah. Okay. Audio is exactly the same. It's still still you doing the voiceover. But I just I just polished up all the video on it, so it actually looks like an open to a show now. Is what it. Well, I can watch that at our first break. So there you go. I didn't know Hugh did the voiceover on that. Really? Yeah. Well, if you watch the episode, you know. yeah, dude, I, I'm the voice of Geekpot. I'm the voice of Rev. I mean, I'm all over the place, man. Pretty soon he's gonna be the voice of the voice. Um, of the voice? No. Wow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Is that still on? I don't know. Voice? Yes. Ugh. Uh, Corbs, how about you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, next next week because I won't be here next week. Um, my son and I are going on our second second year trip. Where you, last year we went to Hershey, Pennsylvania for his birthday, and down to Hershey Park. Uh, kind of turned it into a like a foodie vacation. Mm-hmm. Found a couple of nice places to eat. In Hershey. So uh, this year we're going to go a little closer to home. We're going to go to Buffalo. Nice. Um, so we're going to go. <laughs> we're going up next Wednesday. We're going to be there Wednesday, all day Thursday. And then Friday we'll be there like half a day. And then I'll, we'll be home Friday night. Um, whichever day, I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like yet. So if it's raining one of the days, we're going to go to the gallery up there. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, we're going to Niagara Falls for the day. Nice. Um, and then Friday, depending on the weather, we're going to do the zoo. Oh, nice. I heard it's a pretty nice zoo, too. Yeah, everybody's saying it's pretty nice. So we're going to we're gonna try that, um, like I said, depending on the weather. And then uh, we'll be home. And I'm in, I'm in a golf tournament on Saturday. That's why we're coming home. I thought you early, so. Yeah. 
So, but that's that's what's got me geeked. It's his, it's his birthday. He's going to be 16. So, we got to start uh, teaching him how to drive. So, yeah, right? Take him, take him <laughs> to the Canadian side of Niagara Can't. Falls. Can't. I don't, have a, I don't have a passport or an enhanced license yet. So... Next year, that's the so we kind of we kind of have a plan. So this year we're gonna to go to Buffalo. <laughs> Next year we're gonna to go to Niagara Falls on the Canadian side because I'll get my enhanced license, and he'll we'll get a we'll both have passports by that. Right. So nice because he'll be sixteen. He'll need one at that point, and then for his uh, for when he graduates, <laughs> I'm gonna take him down to uh, Virginia. To we we vacationed in Smith Mountain like a couple of, a couple of times. So, I figure for his graduation, we'll go we'll go down there. Cool. Spend a week down there, like we did uh, pre-COVID. So, but it was that, that's fun. But that's like I said, that's down the road. So this next week, we're going to be in Buffalo for three days. Um, again, we'll probably try to find some some random places to eat up there and stuff. So. It's it awesome that your kid actually likes to spend time with you. I always yeah, wondered what it, that would be like. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was shocking. I'm going to give a shout out to a to a buddy of mine. Um, last Friday, we went to Auburn to see a guy I worked with. His uh, he's in a band, so we, we went out and and saw him. And I kind of forced him to come with me. I kind of forced Bryce to come with me, and we got out there. They play '80s. 80s 90s rock um they do a little bit of they kind of do a little bit of everything some 70s yeah. 80s some 90s um they do some boy band stuff um it's it's a fun little show um but i took my son out there and he had a great time good and i met a co-worker out there and i'm actually met two co-workers out there one guy i work with and then uh a girl that works in our not in our department but kind of sits where we sit so we all went out there and uh, we hung out for a little while. We only stayed for half the show um, and then came home. But uh, he had a great time. They're actually playing again uh, end of the month out in Auburn again. So and I told I told Bryce about it. So um, he wants to go. The band's name, and it's it's a great name, it's uh, Sloppy Joes. Nice. So – um, and the guy that plays in it is uh, my, my coworker. His name is Kip. He, he's the bassist for the for the band. So, so we're gonna go out there again um, and just hang out, watch the show. Hopefully, we uh, hopefully we'll stay a little <clears throat> a little long. We didn't get a chance to. I didn't get a chance to introduce Kip to my son. He met he met Bryce met my other coworker uh, Sam. So because I I've, I've talked to Kip before about his shows because we I've tried to get. To, to his shows before. I mean, it is in Auburn. It is a bit of a drive, but mm-hmm. uh, the last show was outdoors, and it was outdoors at this great, this great bar um, that I would go back to in a heartbeat um, to have mm-hmm. drinks or whatever. Um, it's called. Oh, shit, I can't remember the name. Uh, is, Albert, the city pub? is it Prison City Pub? It is pretty okay. It is Prison City, but there's two of them. Yes, there's two of them. Right. There's an out there's there's one like kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's like a barn. Yep. That place was fantastic. That's the new place. That's the yeah, new, that's place. new that's one. The Correct. Yeah, that's the new one. Did so, you like? Oh, I, oh, I loved it. I didn't. I didn't go inside. I didn't drink because I had my son with me. Um, I try to be responsible when he's around. Um, I could probably could have had one, but 
the beers there were a bit on the expensive side anyways because the, the girl that came out with us she had one and it cost like 13 bucks for a beer or something like that so um but yeah paul things have changed <laughs> so but yeah so uh, we're it's uh, july 28th and it's at uh, tinker's tinker tavern tinker's, tinker's tavern out in auburn so we're gonna we're gonna go out bryce and i gonna go out um Kelly's going to go out with us. Um, so anybody else wants to tag along, we're going to be out there uh, supporting the band. So so should I be expecting a, a Facebook message to Kristen and I? No, no, I just invited you. Yeah, that's typically Kelly's thing, though. She hits she, us uh, both she, with the... She does. She invites <laughs> you to stuff around here. You guys don't ever come. That's besides the point. I, I, You know who you have to take that up with. You know where the oh, problem lies that. there. Yes. I'll admit I've been too busy, but I need to make time. I, I'll admit I've been bad. So... But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, we we go to bands around here. Um, the one band we see around here is uh, called Red Tangent. Fantastic band. Kelly knows the lead singer. Um, again, fantastic band. I would recommend if you find a place where they're playing, if you're out or whatever, take it in. They're a good band too. So, um, so. I just want to say, Kip is a very bass player name. Like that's yeah, almost as bass player a name a bass player could possibly have. <laughs> yeah. And he's, I mean, Greg, he's a great guy. His, uh, he's got a, a fantastic bass. Um, it's, uh, it's all one piece. It's not, it's not, it's what, it's a solid neck. So yeah. I know some of them are, aren't, but his is, um, it's also wireless. So, which is nice. He, he wires, he wireless, he wireless connects to his amp. So, which is nice. So, and then the lead singer for his band is, it's a trip. You gotta, you gotta come. If you come see the, you'll understand what I mean by it. Yeah, he, uh, he's. It's a wild. It's 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 wild. I just leave it at that. So. And his name's Joe, right? Sloppy I have Joe. no idea. I have no idea what his name is. But, uh, but like I said, it was a good time. So, I'm looking forward to going back and seeing him play again. So. Outstanding. Um, for me, it's it's we're now in the lead up to my uh my birthday. Uh, we're a few weeks out. So we know what happens every year at that. We have the birthday party and Hugh can never attend because he's celebrating his anniversary. <laughs> so so um, um, I'm fortunate enough this year, fortunate enough for me, I'm sure I'm going to get the same answer out of Hugh again, that it actually falls on my birthday this year. So I'm assuming that's probably also when you guys are going out of town, Hugh, for your what, thing. What, what day is that? The 22nd? Uh, what day of the week? Saturday. Saturday. I don't know. Maybe not. I have to check my reservation off. I think we actually go on. Is it Friday or Saturday? I don't know. I I'll, I'll look at it. I'll take a look. Right. At it. Um. But yeah, that's that actually like ten minutes before we turned the the cameras on, the the discussions were starting upstairs about like okay, well we got to start inviting everybody and we got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so hey, everybody, on the show, not the people watching because you guys aren't getting invited. Um. <laughs> Kat, Kelly's not Kelly, invited. I mean, she'll she's your plus one, so of course she's gonna All have right. to be invited. So now she's, you know who I'm talking me, to. Trust me, she's she'll fucking Ooh. kill you. <laughs> she's still be like, are you still gonna have the party after like seven thirty? I work till seven thirty now on Saturday. No. Oh, see, oh. it's gonna end at seven twenty. Okay, then I'm out. Then Emily and I are coming. <laughs> see ya. Yeah, you'll bring Emily, won't you? Do I do I have to have a plus one? I... No, you don't have to. You should, but you, you should. Don't have it would... to. 
but you don't have to, but you should. Right. Yeah, your plus one is Emily. You got to remember, he just said that. I don't even think he's paying attention to the show. Plus no. one? What? Yeah, it's Emily. Hi. I'm Hi. Kevin. That's his name. Her name's <laughs> Emily right there. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Let's keep it moving. Guys, what you playing? Oh. Nope. I'm just still playing pinball. Lots nice. and lots of pinball. <laughs> I uh, beat my high score on the Skyrim table. Also started playing some older Williams tables. The stuff based on real tables. Those are a lot harder because the uh, flippers are farther apart. Um, I I don't know if I if I brought this up before. There are there are real life like recreations of real life tables, which a real life table is basically designed to take your quarters. So you know how when you you start playing pinball and your ball like just immediately goes down. That's called a ball drain. I know that's kind of funny. They call it a ball drain, <laughs> but they're designed to drain your balls. All three of them. And your plunger, right? designed to drain all three balls. <laughs> and so those are a lot harder because when they recreate them digitally, you know, it's it's still the same game. The ones that are created virtually, they don't care because in order for you to play, you bought the game. There are no quarters involved. So um, they tend to be a bit more forgiving. The flippers are a little closer together so you can keep the ball and play longer. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into those more traditional tables, but I started playing Attack from Mars, which is a, a classic one, and just had a blast. I, I last night, last night I think it was, got 1.9 billion on it, uh, which isn't as impressive as it sounds because that's a very high scoring table, but it was still pretty good for me, and it's a really challenging table. Um, but I actually worked my way through it. There, there's a whole a whole story and a process where you have to bring down the each city you visit. There's like six or five cities, and then you go to Mars. You have to take down the force fields. Then you have to take out the saucer, and there's a process you have to follow like six times to beat the game. Uh, and I'm just like, this is really neat. Even though it's it's a limited static set, they still manage to tell a story. And I just I continue as I discover more tables that do that get fascinated by how much they can achieve with something that can't really change. Um, unlike, say, the Skyrim table, where right before the show, I did something I'd never done before. Um, I hit some combination of something, and all of a sudden, this maze comes up, and you rotate the maze with your flippers, and you're trying to get a ball through the maze. All right, It's like a little mini game or a side mm -hmm. quest. Wow. I've seen that before, but I come to a point, and then a, a yellow shield pops up, and it stops me. And, Kevin, you're going to know this, I think, because you know Fallout, and maybe you've played Skyrim. You know the lockpicking game? The lockpicking game where you have to move the lockpick, and then you have to turn the whole lock? It's, it's prevalent oh. in Fallout, but they also have the same thing in Skyrim. That fucking thing pops up on my pinball table and I had to rotate it and use the plunger button to unlock the door. I found a locked door in the dungeon. I had to unlock <laughs> it to finish going through the rest of the dungeon. I'm just Holy like, this shit. is really cool. Pinball? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just... Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm interested. I, I'm interested. I, I'm, I, I like that. That's, that's pretty neat. involved. Yeah, that's neat. It, it is. But uh, that's what I've been doing. That's nice. all I've been gaming. Kev, you got something for this, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I I found a new tower defense game. It's kind of new, kind of not. It's uh, it's part of the Kingdom Rush series. I I really like the way they do tower defense. I mean, I I like I like the you know the build up. I like the you know the challenge of it, and um, I like getting to the point where you know I've got all the all the the heroes and. And um, I've got them maxed out. They 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 changed 
it changed a little bit about how how the game actually works. So just as a small example, uh, the the original Kingdom Rush game I played, which is a free version on on iOS, um, you hit you picked your hero and you only got one or two heroes for free. Other ones you had to purchase. But every time you played, for every board you played, you had to build your hero up. So the more your hero battles, the higher their level gets. They have to they have a little level meter. And you know they they go they work up you know level one level two level three level four and you get up to level ten which is the max. This version this this uh, frontiers uh, version, you when you play through the different the different boards, um, you win hero points and you can go spend those hero points on your hero, and you can build your hero up so you can once your hero's maxed out. You can start at level ten with that hero, and then you know play them throughout the board. So, as I found, I have four free heroes with this Frontiers game, and I've maxed them all out. And it's very interesting to play them, play them, you know, it, 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 or or not, you know, play the different heroes. Some of them have ground to air defense. Some of them have better armor. Some of them have better attack. So you pick the one you know for the right. For the for the board you're playing, and I'm still learning all that, so it's all very interesting. And and to get through to get through a board without losing any of your twenty, um, is it lives or points or whatever? So you have a board, you have twenty points maximum. Every time an enemy goes through your gates, you lose a point, or four points, or five points, or ten points based on the size of the enemy. Um, if you if you get a perfect board you know you don't lose any you get your 20 points at the end then you get three stars for the for the uh for the board and then those stars obviously they they help you build up your other features so you have you know defenders you have um uh your different towers so you 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 apply those stars to the towers and you, and you get better towers and they they reload faster they're more powerful etc so it's it's a really interesting um, way that Kingdom Rush does, and it, and it's Ironside Games, is the uh, manufacturer, the the, the developer. Um, it's an interesting way that they build their games, and it's very appealing. Um, it's it's fun to, it's it's fun to play their games, and I, I mean it's, you know, I'm sitting on the shitter and I I play a fucking hand. It's it's that kind of game, so just something to keep me keep me occupied when I'm bored out of my mind. Gotcha. Jack, you said no. Corbs, same with you. All right, I'm waiting for you because you better have played something. Uh, I did. I played um, AEW Fight Forever. Is that what you're going yep. with? Okay. And what it what is your verdict? I like it. Um, okay. it's everything people are saying online about it, harkening back to like the Nintendo 64, like No Mercy and all that. It it does play like that. It's definitely not a sim like the the WWE 2K games. They're all the characters are all little little cartoony, and um the the button configuration I like so much better. It's 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 much more intuitive. I have actually got it figured out pretty well. Um, but I only and it's one of those games where you can you can jump in, play a couple of matches, and jump right back out, and it's you you've had a good time. I, I brought Madison down to show her um, the day I got it. And, of course, I, I chose CM Punk. And then I, I played against Cody Rhodes just so she could watch me beat the snot out of Cody. Um, 
<laughs> she wasn't happy with me, but it plays real fun. I've, I've even got to figure it out with the finishers. The finishers are easier in this game. I love the way they do the system. It's a lot of fun. I haven't gone through their career mode yet, which is called Road to the Elite, I guess. And yeah. it's everything I'm reading says it's very short, but you also get to unlock like two of the, the locked characters in it. Um, according to Kenny Omega, who apparently is one of the, like, the lead guys with this. Yeah, he's one um, of the, uh, the producers of the game. Yeah, uh, he says this this isn't going to be a yearly offering kind of game. It's going to be they're sticking with this one game, and for at least a few years, they got it mapped out for a bunch of different seasons for DLCs, and they want to just keep updating this game more in the vein of like No Man's Sky rather than the yearly offerings from all the 2K games. So, like, I mean, if that's what they do, and it's a you know, an initial $60 purchase for the game, or if you went for the Elite Edition, it was like a hundred bucks and it gets the the initial season pass. I'm assuming they're going to hit even those guys for the second season pass when it comes along or a yeah. battle pass or whatever they're talking about, how they're going to do it. But I'm looking forward to the future of the game. There's a, there's a lot more that needs to be done. Um, ton of people on the roster that are missing. Yeah. I mean, when, when your current tag team champions had to be in the first DLC, there's an issue. Um, the FTW champion isn't even in the game. Hook shows up, I think, later this year in a, in a pack with Danhausen. So, uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. the The character creation is very limited compared to WWE, and uh, like I was messing around with it, and I was originally gonna try and go with the whole geek pod thing, and I was like, oh, that's right, we can't import logos or anything into this one. So I completely switched gears in the middle of it and just turned it into this generic looking superhero that I called Hero Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically my jobber <laughs> i almost bought the game yeah sitting here it, it got a discount on steam because the steam summer sale is going on nice and it was discounted on day one and i thought about it but you know he, here's here's my thing and i don't think i want to get locked into it the biggest sticking point i have for this game is everything else that's wrong with it they can fix it with updates except for the fact that they didn't do full entrances. Yeah, that is annoying. And you get like 10 seconds of the entrance. And I'm told, I read, that when you're doing like a, a match where people come out, you know, like a elimination or whatever, that you can actually see those characters do their full entrance to the ring really? while they're walking down. So they they had it prepared in some way shape or form but they they touted oh you can control the pyro during your your entrance and all this stuff for 10 fucking seconds you know what my <laughs> right. favorite part of all the wrestling games is to be honest with you building it's out your hole yeah well no no the entrance to see that how faithfully they create it i mean that that's what i like about it you know i'm the guy that actually doesn't skip the entrances because i think that's really cool they're never going to be able to add that to this iteration of the game yeah. That that's not something you think they can patch? I I, I don't think so. I, I think that that's too too big of it because roster is just data. Right. Um, game modes is just data. Uh, adding in more uh, parts for creative player is just data. But this is this is actual programming. programming. I, I I mean I could be wrong. I'm not a game developer, but I don't see how that would be even remotely as simple as as what they're talking about with like roster updates and things like that. Right. Hmm. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's it's kind of uh jarring when you're doing it. Like it was, I mean, you punk walks out, then all of a sudden they cut to him 
cross-legged on the ground doing that. It's clobbering time, and he jumps up, and then you're in the ring. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. And uh, Cody's entrance, I mean, that really squashed it. Like, you get nothing. I mean, at least they have the music in there, and that's... I mean, you don't even get to the sing-along with uh, Jericho. So. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, what what are some of the biggest things they have going? It, it, is is that shit? And they didn't even put it in there. Right. I just yeah. it blows my mind. I that's for a company that's made wrestling games for so long and clearly looked at the uh, the opposition and everything to figure out what their niche was going to be. That just seems like a huge, huge miss. Like, like they were like, you know what? Doing this will take us too long or cost us too much money. So we're just gonna pretend that this was a stylistic choice because yeah, I don't think any. Be, yeah. If if you ask any wrestling fan on the face of the planet, hey, do you want to do the full entrances on the next video game you buy, or do you want them to be <laughs> ten seconds long? Right. Everyone's going to say they want the full entrance. No, right. no one's going to say otherwise. Yeah, That's I stupid. agree with you on that. Out of ten, Paul, what would you rate it though? Honestly, um, I'd give it a seven and a half, and that's just with the the limited amount that I've played so far. And I guess it's got a bunch of mini games in it, stuff too that I haven't tried. One of which I see is a a trivia game. You can play against the computer, and it's all like AEW trivia. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff, but I'm, I'm gonna wait and see by the end of the season pass and see how it looks then. Like, see how much different we're we're at there. So, um, but that's all I've got. So I think it's time for Kev's tabletop review. So this uh, this game I've got for you today is very, very uh, timely. Uh, I had to find something that matched up with what was uh, recently back um, available for our viewing pleasure. So what I have for you today is a, is a game called The Witcher Adventure Game, released in 2014. Uh, journey across the world of the Witcher, completing quests and hunting monsters. So in this game, it's a board game. Um, it has um, card and dice elements to it. And the idea is that you play one of the primary characters in the story of the Witcher. And this follows more of the book than it does the television series. Um, it, it might actually... Uh, follow some of the game too i'm not really that that aware of the video game um but as i understand it this follows the book the the more of the book side of it the, the more of the adventure side of it and it uses characters from the book the you know Geralt, uh, the um uh the the mage i forget uh tris marigold um yarpin zigrin the dwarven warrior um uh in dandelion uh roguish bard so these are different characters than what we what we've come to know in the television series if you're if you're watching that but um you pick one of these characters and you uh you you get your quest that is specific to your character your character type and you have to complete three of the quests before anyone else does um in order to win the game so there are different features of the game, um, action points, area movement, dice rolling, um, pick up and deliver, 
you can help other players. Uh, but uh, Tris, for example, can provide some of her special points to Geralt in order for him to to finish his quest, that sort of thing. So there's there's some give and take. Um, very, very interesting game. Very attractive to look at. Um, it Of all the Witcher games that I uh, looked at to, to present to you guys, this is the one that I think more accurately represents both um, uh, uh, an appealing board, uh, desktop board type element type uh, um, uh, game and really makes you feel like you're in the adventure as you play through. Uh, let me lead, let me read you a little bit about what the what Board Game Geek says about the game. Uh, the Witcher Adventure game takes uh, players on a journey across the world of The Witcher, a detailed world rich in lore and characters, fleshed out by uh, <laughs> Andrzej Sapowski. Is that the is that the that's the writer, the writer, famous yeah. series of novels and honored by the Witcher video game trilogy. I'm sorry I massacred his name. Even being sober, I wouldn't be able to say that name. Well, better. who knows? I mean, it's a foreign name, so you might have said it perfectly correctly. Well, he's Polish, right? Is that is that am I yes, understanding yes. it correctly? Okay. The original books were written in Polish. I found yes. that out. I did not know that, and I and I honestly, I haven't read the books. I think I may um, because. I like the story. Um, I, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but Kathy and I uh, started The Witcher in the, the TV series, and we just like gaffed it off. We're like, no, I'm not going to watch this. This is horrible. We went back to it, and we we trudged through the first couple of episodes, and now we're fans um, to the point where I couldn't be happier that um, uh, what's his name, Superman, came back for season Henry four. Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. And I mean, they they ditched him for Superman. They get somebody else to play Superman, the guy in the blue suit. But he came back as the Witcher, so lucky us. Uh, let me continue. Players assume the roles of four distinct characters from the series: uh, Geralt of Rivia, Monster Slayer, Triss Marigold, Cunning Sorceress, Yarpen Zigrin, Dwarven Warrior, and Dandelion, the Roguish Bard. Every character has unique skills and multiple ways of overcoming obstacles. But you decide what to do during the game. Do you fight your way to victory, call on your charm, or try your hand at diplomacy? You can bring enemies around to your point of view with a sword as Geralt or bribe them with gold and threaten to call on powerful friends as Dandelion. If a situation calls for strength in numbers, Yarpin has his own fellowship of dwarves to command, and Triss can rely on her expert skill with magic to save the day. So. In my mind, this board game accurately represents exactly what we've come to expect from The Witcher. Um, it is a very attractive, like I said, very attractive board. The cards involved, the, the dice involved, the gameplay, if you watch through uh, uh, the video uh, gameplays available on BoardGameGeek.com, you will quickly realize that this game is very involved. Um, it's a it's a lot of brain power necessary to get through this game, so it's not necessarily in that easier, you know, quick to learn um, uh, uh, world that I that I typically like to pick from. But it's very appropriate for what's going on right now, what we're what we're watching, what I'm watching anyway, 
And I think I think if you take a look at it, you would be impressed with it also, whether or not you decide to play it. Um, two to four players, 120-minute playtime. Uh, again, these are stats from BoardGameGeek.com. Ages 16 and up. In the community, they said uh, 12 and up would be fine. Here is here's the weight. This is this is the part that um, I tend to stress. Um, a, a lower weight than this is typically what I go for, but 2.46 out of five. So we're right at that threshold of you can learn it if you want to, but it's going to take a little bit more concentration, maybe a little bit less of uh, you know a little bit less of this uh, to get uh, the full gist of the game. <laughs> So, so um, exactly what number do you equate to don't play with your stupid friends? Oh, anything, one. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 2.25, 2.25 and above is really, you got to be dedicated. You got to be dedicated to the game. You've got to be very interested in playing something that has a little bit more brain power involved with it. Um, anything below a 2.25, you know, anything below a 2 is really let's just open it up, figure it out. And let's just go, you know, romp on and have a great time. But you get above that two, 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 five, um, uh, level. And there's, there's some learning and some dedication involved really. Um, as I've understood about what I've seen on board game geek. So if you're going to use their, their rating, their weight scales, that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm understanding because I've, I've played enough of their games that they've reviewed on there. I played enough of games that are reviewed on there to understand what the difference is. Um, if you're at a 2.5 or higher, you, you all, every single player needs to spend time learning the game before you play. It's just that simple. Um, very, very, like I said, very attractive game though. Um, I would check it out. If you're interested in something like this, if you like The Witcher, if you've read the books, if you've enjoyed the TV series, if you've enjoyed the, the video game, maybe you want to uh, um, partake in something, a, a, a tabletop game with your friends, check it out. It's The Witcher Adventure Game. Uh, you can find more information on BoardGameGeek.com. And how much does it have? So pricing, uh, let's see, what do we have here? Um, wow, Amazon, $424.59, holy shit. <laughs> eBay, $80, uh, $75. Uh, hold on a second, let me just do a real quick. Oh, can you search. buy it for us? No, no. I absolutely not. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> For your Let's birthday? <laughs> the Witcher Adventure game is on Amazon. Uh, not currently available. See all buying options. This is an expensive game. $250, $424, $420. Okay, so this may be out of the reach of some folks. Still, very interesting game. Very, um, very interesting to look at. I would go, I would go check out the videos. Maybe it's worth it to you. <laughs> Not so sure it's worth it to me. I don't have very many intelligent friends. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we're going to kick it to commercial. We'll come back with the news. Stick with us, guys.
Hi, this is Craig Palmer. If you ever aspire to be a wrestler, come on down to Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, located at 1121 Glenwood Avenue, New York. We're open every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. till 9 p.m. Come on down and join us. See you then. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming August 25th and 26th at the Vernon Downs Convention Center in Vernon, New York. Event hours Friday 3 p.m. until 9 p.m. Saturday 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. Heroes and Villains After Party for VIP ticket holders Friday night from 9.30 until 12.30 a.m. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a two-day genre event with the greatest collection of vendors, celebrities, and unique attractions in upstate New York. Get your tickets today at www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com com. Now, before you walk into an elevator and comment that it smells like a Xerox machine shit its pants, here's the news. First up, red, white, and blow. It was reported that over the weekend, a bag of white powdery substance was found in the White House. After determining it wasn't a threat, they had it analyzed, and the result? Cocaine. I mean, it is called the White House. Anyway, this has led to tons of stories about who it could have been. Many headlines specifying at the time that it was found, Hunter Biden was away with the family. In fact, many news outlets felt the need to clarify that the president's troubled son was not there at the time. Like, what are they trying to say? The truth is, while it could have been Hunter, it just as easily could have been any number of people. I mean, this is cocaine, folks. Let's be real here. The only person I am 100% sure is not doing cocaine in Washington is Mitch McConnell. Anyone else? Eh, I could see it. Would explain a lot. That hasn't stopped the conservative right from going hard in the media insinuating it was Hunter Biden. 
Or are they just jealous that he has a drug problem and still has a bigger dick than them and gets to fuck girls less than half his age? The only thing they hate more than blacks and gays is guys that don't have to pay for top shelf ass. Next up, not so hot toys. On the heels of The Flash, possibly being Warner Brothers' biggest flop of all time, even the merch is turning out to be a shit sandwich. Hot Toys just announced a $265 statue of Supergirl as played by Sasha Kelly, Kali, Kale, whatever, from the movie. There's one glaring problem, though. Man, that forehead. I mean, I don't know Ms. Callie, but from the pictures I've seen, she seems reasonably attractive. This statue looks like Matt Smith from Doctor Who with boobs and bad Supergirl cosplay. I've also seen it compared to Christopher Lambert from the Highlander series. For real, there is enough room on that forehead for Paul's ego. Literally all wow. of it. It is reported nope. that many characters are or collectors are refusing to pre-order it until it's fixed. The skull, not Paul's ego. No one is pre-ordering that. And finally, toss some integrity to your cast. Recasting a character sucks, all right? It's hard on the crew and the fans of a television show. Some shows have been able to pull it off with class and others not so much. However, taking a big steaming shit on the guy you hired to replace a beloved character is not one of the super awesome steps to success. Netflix has taken out Billboard's advertising, and this is verbatim, yes, he's still Geralt in season three. So letting people know to please watch the new season of The Witcher that just dropped because Henry Cable is still in this one. Besides this being un an unflinchingly dickish move toward your new girl for season four, Liam's Hemsworth, can we extrapolate that we shouldn't watch after season three? Because that's the message they're sending, that even Netflix doesn't have faith in this casting change. In other developments, Liam went to his brother Thor and asked him to beat Netflix up. And that's the news, kids. So let's talk about this bird thing that I'm sure Paul is going to insert into this show in some way. So last night was the 4th of July, for those of you who, you know, sometimes forget this show is recorded on Wednesdays and then comes out at some point in the future. And we had our fireworks like we always do. And we're out there. We're setting stuff off. Everyone around us is setting stuff off. It's a good old time. When suddenly my daughter darts off the porch and she goes to grab something, I see something moving. We yell at her to stop because we don't know what it is. And of course, she doesn't listen to us because she never fucking listens to us. It's a baby bird. Now, the tree that we have planted in, in the I don't what do you call the strip of grass in front of your sidewalk? I don't know. Is there a word for that? Okay. Um, the, the city planted a tree there and it's gotten pretty big over the past few years and there's a bird's nest in there and we knew there were babies in there. And I don't know if like our fireworks scared it, some of the other fireworks scared it. It's just, you know, stupid and fell out of the nest. I don't know, but it was on my front lawn. This of course sent her into a tailspin because she didn't sleep the night before. She uh, went to take her nighttime medicine, did it over the sink as we're both screaming at her not to do that. And wouldn't you know, it dropped one of her pills in the sink. We weren't sure which one it was, so we couldn't give her a backup. It was a mess. So she didn't sleep at all that night. So she was fucking crazy to begin with. So the rest of the night is, oh, uh, what are we going to do with this bird? Oh, my God, I need to do it. And we told you, we told her, like, you touched it. You know, your sense on it. They're probably not going to take it back. You know, you, this, stop it. Leave it alone. She just wouldn't. We ended up having to put it in a box. We put the box down by the road and left it on its side open. So hoping the mom and dad, when they come back, would see the baby bird. Well, today, Avery slept until almost noon. Uh, at one point, I went up to uh, pick up the fireworks garbage uh, and... My wife says, hey, um, check on that bird. And if it's dead, throw it out. And we'll just tell her that, you know, they must have gotten it. And, you know, it flew away. 
I get out there, I lift up the box thinking I'm going to see a dead bird. And this thing's all puffed up with its mouth open because it wants food. And I'm like, oh, shit, this thing doesn't even look like it's close to death. It's actually doing okay. So I'm like, fuck, what are we going to do? Open up the box because I can see, I, I noticed that on the peak of the house, there's a, a robin and it's got something in its mouth and it's it's chirping. Looking all around, I'm like, that's the mom or the dad because they've both been hanging around. Um, so we let it out. And they seem to recognize it, you know, they keep going from the peak of the house to the wire and stuff and they're, they're chirping at it, but they're not doing anything. And we're just like, well, fuck, okay, we'll go inside and uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Well, I sit down, I look it up and I find out that robins do not have the strength to lift a baby that's fallen out of the nest. They just can't do that. So I'm like, oh shit. So we're going to have to do something or this bird's going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, clearly, I mean, they're, they're still interested in it. So I go and uh, I grab the stepladder. I set it up. Now, mind you, at this point, we were, we were going to try this before. And Damara put on some gloves and went to pick up the baby bird. And the bird started like flying down at her head. And she's like, ah, and she goes, no, I'm not doing this. And then we, we thought, okay, maybe they'll take care of it. And then we looked it up and saw that they can't. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I put up the ladder. I have her holding it. I go and pick up the bird. They start freaking out and flying at me. I get up there. I'm trying to, this nest, I, I don't know. The, this this nest looks like, I, I don't know, Jack put it together. I don't know. It's a, it's a fucking mess, okay? <laughs> it, it, it looks like a nest that blew up, but clear, it, it still has some sort of integrity to it. So I'm trying to place them in the nest and they're flying down. And I know that they're, they're close to me, but I'm like, it's a bird. So what? What's it going to do? When all of a sudden, right in the top of my head wham now the video you can kind of see it this this was kind of like if it had been a fist it would have knocked me off the ladder the only reason it didn't it, is it was it felt like it hit me as hard as a punch would but it was like if you hit me with a bean bag so it was it was more of a dull thud you know um there was no hard parts like knuckles or anything but it hit me hard i hurt, hurt my head my, my neck you know, I was like, what, what the fuck? I figured if anything, I'd feel like claws or a beak in my head. But, it, you know, it felt like someone just hit me in the head with a basketball or something. I get the bird up there. We, we go inside. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. I look up to these birds and I'm like, all right, now listen, you motherfuckers, you need to take care of your, your baby. I went through all that. I put it up there. So what's the moral of the story, guys? Is it bad parents will beat up those who try to help their kids? Is it birds are stupid? I, I had to think long and hard about this, and I've determined the moral of this story is always make sure to do the dumb, dangerous shit in front of your security camera. Paul? <laughs> oh, wear, wear a helmet. Seriously. I, you know, I, it sucks I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think I would need a helmet to put a bird back. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, what are the chances that happened again? My neighbor was outside and saw it too. So it was just like one of those, you know, statistical things. What are the chances? What are the chances they would even hit me? I mean, I know I'm big, but, you know, I didn't think a bird would fucking body check me in the head. Next week we'll have deja vu. We like, should have wear that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In other news, here's the video.
All right. And now back to you, Corbs. So I don't remember if I, uh, podcast last week no no okay but i must not have talked about it then uh so a couple weekends ago was the u.s open for golf um and the guy that i've been kind of rooting for to win was in the lead for three days went out first day shot the course record or tied the course record uh, was in lead three all three days up until the final day final day he shot over par finished tied for fifth um so that's kind of disappointing. Uh, I do bet. I do bet on. I do bet on golf, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, I've been betting on him to win. Um, so, and he, you know, I was ecstatic that he was in the lead. I thought about cashing out on on Saturday night, but I decided to to ride it out to see what would happen. Um, unfortunately, he did not win. Um, but it was good to see him in the lead. Um, he didn't play the week the week after. Um, he didn't play. Actually, wait. I don't remember. I think he did actually play because that was last weekend. So he did play last weekend, and he actually won the tournament last weekend, which was nice. I won in the playoff, so which was kind of nice. Um, I did watch some of it uh, in between my own golfing, which I've been doing <laughs> a lot of that. I golfed uh, three times last weekend. So, uh, but yeah, it was nice to actually see all the hard work. This is a guy who started out as like, the, I think the number eight ranked golfer in the world at one point early in his career. Um, he had fallen all the way down to 165th in the world. Um, he was in danger of losing his tour card. Wow. Having to go back to qualifying school and the, the, the minor league, they have a minor league golf tour. Um, this year he's actually 19th. He's had something like seven or eight top 10 finishes this year. Uh, I think at 10 or 11 top 20 finishes, he's been playing very well. And like I said, he won last weekend, which was nice. It's been four years since he's won a tournament and, um, he's just, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, he, he signs autographs for everybody. He stays late, signs autographs. Um, they all, all the guys on the tour talk about it. Um, everybody was pulling for him. There's two guys that were playing. They were both, uh, they were tied for the lead. They were actually in a playoff. They hadn't won in a couple of years. So it was nice to see one of the two of them get the, get the win and, uh, and, and break that, uh, that winless streak. So it was pretty nice to see, um, Unfortunately, it was not on TV, which is kind of weird. It was recorded. They played it earlier <laughs> in the day because there was some severe weather coming through. Um, but CBS did not cover the tournament at the time it was being played. Um, so they did it. They played it after it was recorded, and then they showed the recorded uh, event. So, but I did miss it because uh, it was Father's Day. Is when it happened. It was Father's Day weekend. Um, well, no, I take it back. It was last weekend, but we had gone to dinner, so I missed the, I missed it, and I came home and tried to watch it when I got home, and ended up falling asleep in the chair, mm -hmm. watching it, 
because um, I was so tired from the from golfing in the heat. Um, it's pretty funny. I fell asleep with my son will tell you I fell asleep with a remote in my hand, like I was trying to change the channel, and my other arm kind of tucked in next to me like this. <laughs> um, and I woke up like. 145 in the morning or something like that i was like and i'm just kind of looking around i'm like all right well i did fall asleep that's that's different so <laughs> i went in and checked on him he was asleep so we let must have come out and saw me sleeping and left me out here <laughs> which is cool i mean i was asleep i'm glad you left me out here because i was i was struggling i struggle in the heat a little bit um i've had some uh heat exhaustion before when i was younger and i, I kind of struggle with it now if it's too hot and I don't hydrate enough, um, that plus on top of the diabetes, it, 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 it will affect me a lot more than, than most. Um, so I have to make sure I hydrate, which I don't want to play golf, which is the problem. And drinking is not hydrating, obviously. Um, Kev will tell you different, but. Oh, no, I agree with you. Alcohol and, and caffeine remove moisture from your body yeah, you need exactly. to take you need to take the the fluids in and and keep them right. in until they evacuate the proper way so i have to be better about doing that when i'm on the golf course um so but like i said it was nice to see see this this guy finally get um get a win but you know they interviewed him after the, the win and again just a down-to-earth guy he's like you know i haven't won in four years but I get to go home and I get to kiss my wife. He's married to another athlete. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's a, she's a, she was a pole vaulter. Wow. Okay. Um, of course she is. Right. She's hot. <laughs> she's really hot. Right, Corbs? Yes. Yeah, of very, course she's very she attractive. is. Very attractive. And he's what's her name? What's, what's the name? Allison Stokey. Ricky Fowler's wife. Just look that up. Yeah. Go to Ricky Fowler and, and, You'll You'll see the, dude, Kev's that's fucked are... up. Look her up by her name, not by her husband's name. That's I awful. Care. I don't so, care. So, and they have a baby girl, and he, <laughs> you know, he's just like Stokey. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, holy shit! They have exactly. a baby girl, and he just was like, you know, I get to go home and I get to hug my wife. I get to hold my baby girl. It doesn't really, you know, golf. There's so much more than golf, is what he is basically what he said. But you know, like I said, I got a chance to see him win. Fuck yeah, there's more than golf. <laughs> Holy shit! So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, elsewhere, I mean, you got the All Star Game coming up for baseball next week. Actually, yeah, next week. Um, so that <laughs> that'll be fun. The home run rating contest is always a good time. Uh, basketball. Not being played hockey. I mean, they did the draft and all that stuff. Nobody, yeah. Corbs, this is pretty cool. My second cousin, so my cousin's son, he they're from Eden Prairie in Minnesota. He was drafted in the seventh round by the Minnesota Wild, which is pretty wow. awesome. Yeah, he gets to stay home, and he was drafted by the Minnesota Wild. I'm like that's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. So. I got nothing else. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch any wrestling this week. I'm sure you, I'm sure you did, Paul. No. Did you watch Money in the Bank? I did. Madison and I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was a good show. Yeah. Um, I was up way too late with it. Um, 
because uh, we didn't not. watch it live. Huh? No, I was not up way too late. <laughs> I watched it the next day. I mean, technically, we ended it the next day. So that's fair. She's caddied for him. Yes, yes, she has. So something occurred to me in the finish of of the match, the Bloodline Civil War. I don't know if you want to get into any of the other stuff, but I had an epiphany. Okay, because just like the announcers didn't notice it, so it really makes me wonder if if they don't tell them what's going to happen. I didn't notice that when Jay kicked out of that pin that he gave Roman a low blow. Oh, I saw that. Time. I caught it I, the I didn't first time. See it. I didn't see it at first, and the announcers didn't see it, but then they realized what had happened. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, you know, human beings, you know, human males uh, evolved to have our sex organs on the outside. Uh, if there is life in the rest of the universe, I am sure there are males of species that don't have balls that hang between their legs. I mean, who knows what alien dicks and vaginas look like? I don't know. I'm not an alien dickologist, okay? But yeah, what no. I do know is that if humans had evolved Fish. so that we did not have our balls on the outside, Ric Flair would not have a career. He would not have won. He would he would not have become the man he was because how many times did that man, whether it's the uppercut right up up the ass crack or the the donkey kick while he's holding the referee, so many matches throughout his career were won because of low blows. And if low blows didn't exist, we would not know who Ric Flair is. Woo! These are the things I think about. Perfect. <laughs> oh, there's always a sensitive spot. So alien dick and testicles, that's what you think about my fancy. <laughs> you ruined it, Jack. That's my job. <laughs> you but did you have more? No, I'm, to... I'm all done. I need to thank you. I really do. I did not know who this golfer was. I did not know who his wife was. Thank no, you, you very much. I now have something to do after the podcast is done. I bet you oh, do. Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep it moving. I think that brings us right along to uh, story time with Jack. No, it's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> story time. <laughs> if you want story time. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's trivia time with Jack. Take it away. tell you a story oh trivia sorry all right kev one through four uh three the strong silent type which mammal oh. has no vocal cords a mammal with no vocal cords i'll give you a hint it's at the zoo it's big we can feed it that's it a mammal with no vocal cords. It's not a whale. No. It's not, it's not a dolphin. No. A mammal with no vocal cords. Um, Ant eater. Final answer? Yeah. No. <laughs> Does anybody else want to take a stab or no? Penguin? No. Elephant? No. Hugh? I don't know. I don't know. That's not I don't know. Um, it's a giraffe. <laughs> oh, no kidding. 
Corbs. Oh. Maybe some long ass vocal cords. I know. Corbs. <laughs> one, two, or four? Uh, one. That John Denver was full of shit, man. What is the most frequently climbed mountain in the world? Oh, <laughs> Your oh, mom. <laughs> It's not in America, but it is common. If you think well, about it, yeah. You, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm almost inclined to to say the one that you would think, but I don't think it's that one. I'm, I, I will say Mount Everest, but I don't think it's that one. It's not. No. It's not. Is it? I, I want to say it's Kilimanjaro, but I don't think it's that one either. Those it's are not. Toughest, those are two toughest ones. The most. If you want to just give me the country, you can give me the country. I'll give. I'll accept that too. seems like it's almost like, like I'm overthinking. Yes, you are. <laughs> United States. It's not United States. <laughs> I think it's in Canada. I don't know. I, I, to be honest with that. Canada's flat. All right. Anybody want to take a guess or no? I got the Rockies in Canada. They do. Uh, I'm going to say it's in Switzerland. No. Okay. <laughs> Mount Fuji in Japan. God damn it. Wow. Hugh, two or four? Two. Time to eat and run. So you don't need to give me the year, but I want the restaurant name. What American fast food restaurant was the first one in America? What is the first fast food restaurant in America? Oh, geez. I mean, the easy one is McDonald's, but I feel like that can't be it because it's too easy. Let me ask you this. Is it still around today? Yes. I'm going to have to go with McDonald's because I, I don't think the other ones were around. Final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. No. I didn't think so. Well, who, what, <laughs> I've what never it? been. Does anybody want to take a guess? It's not Hardee's, is it? No. No Jangles. No and no. It's, it's not A and W. Damn it! White Castle. Oh, what? 1916. Oh, no shit. I know. I know. I love me some White Castle, Castle fries. Only had, come in one size. I've never had White Castle. I've always wanted to try it too. Oh, it's it's so good. It sounds it's really good. In Pennsylvania, heading toward New Jersey. Just go. Just do it. There actually, I think there's one closer. There's in one Jersey. in White Plains or something like that down by the city. Like I think it's like some that were down there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I know it's worth yeah, a drive. I know he will get this one, but it's Paul's. Um, so the the category is plunger and balls. <laughs> what material were the first pinball machines made out of? Uh What material were the first pinball machines made out of? You had to listen to the last podcast, though, Kev. There's plunger and balls. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say wood. Exactly. Wood. Perfect. You got it right. I was going to say it was really that easy. <laughs> he had the easy one. I know. All right. So what happened in history, right? 1954, American singer Elvis Presley recorded the song, That's All Right, and it became a hit, and it started the rock and roll era. 1975, Arthur Ashe defeated Jimmy Connors in four sets to win the 89th Wimbledon Open. And in 2002, American baseball legend 
shout out to Corbs, Ted Williams had died in Florida. And then if it's your birthday today, happy birthday. Huey Lewis celebrates 73. Actress Edie Falco celebrates 60. And everybody's favorite TV personality, Polly D, is 43. Back to Paul. Polly D from Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. don't worry, Kevin. You're not missing much. No. <clears throat> All this right. It's also the day I got hit in the head with a bird. It is. <laughs> that is history. <laughs> Why do I always have something that happened on this day since you started this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Next week will be another bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we did, we did, uh, our weekly topic a little bit different this time. I didn't just blindside you guys. I, I let you guys know well in advance. And this one is what are your top five favorite TV theme songs of all time? And the guys will answer that when we come back. Stick with us. August 25th and 26th at the Vernon Downs Convention Center in Vernon, New York. Event hours Friday 3 p.m. until 9 p.m. Saturday 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. Heroes and Villains After Party for VIP ticket holders Friday night from 9.30 until 12.30 a.m. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a two-day genre event with the greatest collection of vendors, celebrities, and unique attractions in upstate New York. Get your tickets today at www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Hi, this is Craig Palmer. If you ever aspire to be a wrestler, come on down to Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, located at 1121 Glenwood Avenue in Nigel, New York. We're open every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Come on down and join us. See you then. <laughs> Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
that sound means it's time for our weekly topic, and I'll say it one more time for you. Guys, top five TV theme songs. What are your favorites? Jack, go. So when um, iPods first came out, yes, um, there was always songs that you could put, but I actually I put like hundreds of theme songs on my iPod. That doesn't surprise me. Of course me. you did. <laughs> my parents were like, fill that with songs. I'm like, I like TV theme songs. They're fun. So um, we'll go in reverse order, five to one. Number five, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So what's creepier than um, a boat in the water, swinging panels, a clown, and then like a match or something like that? It was spooky themes, Saturday night. It was like Tales from the Crypt for kids, basically. Are You Afraid of the Dark was a Nickelodeon show that was on SNCC. And they were just creepy tales that were a half hour long. Started actually a lot of careers for actors. The actor that played Finch in the American Pie movies was in there. Ryan Gosling actually was in an episode, which is really cool. Really cool show, a little spooky show, which was kind of fun and still kind of gives you creeps to this day. Number four, I would say Keenan and Kel, um, because Keenan and Kel were actually really funny together. They were a good duo on the show, all that. And um, I really enjoyed watching them. They were always funny. Their two friends always get into trouble. Our good friend Ken Faree, he played the father, Roger Rockmore, which is really cool. So it was kind of a fun show to watch on SNCC as well. Coolio did the theme song. So I remember singing it. My mom's like, what are you singing? I was like singing rap when I was like seven years old. So I like that. Number three, Unsolved Mysteries. Robert Stack, we all know that theme song. It's creepy. We hear that as waiting music when we're on the phone with IT trying to have a troubleshoot with computers. It's just that spooky music. It's like, next on Unsolved Mysteries. And But it was just like so creepy shit. It was just, I love, it's just, just so fun. I loved it. Um, number two, who's the boss with Tony Danza. So um, it's about a baseball player that becomes a housekeeper, typical eighties, but, um, the theme song was just really funny. It was just a one minute and 20 seconds long. It was oh, awesome. a long really, theme song. It was a really long theme. song. it was really cool, but it just shows him like vacuuming, but it's just like typical eighties feel like it was really cool. But number one of all time, shining time station. This was where George Carlin was the narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine. And it was just like, oh, just like the feels. Like it was a claymation um, the tank engine. It was Thomas the Tank Engine getting into stories. There are 10 minute little shorts, which were really fun to watch. Jack, George Carlin played the narrator. It was really Jack, cool. are you crying? I might be crying because it was just so nostalgic. Like it was awesome. But I do have a lot of honorable mention, but I'm not going to get into those details today. I probably could have done top two. Jack's got like 17 more <laughs> lists. <laughs> I looked at my notes once, but I was all in this head right here. And most well, of those lists are If you were in any snack. other head, I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah. No, but when you do the news or when you do your gaming segment, you're looking at something. But I just like was like, I look at it once and I'm Wow. Nothing it. like pulling the curtain back, Jack. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Stop touching me. <laughs> Never. <laughs> who, who wants to go next i'll do mine okay i'm good i'm gonna go in reverse order also and it's obvious my age when you hear most of these um uh, but number five is the fall guy oh yeah you you remember the fall guy i do I remember suppose. the fall guy yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm. good pick yeah um i mean i could tie that number five you know it could be the fall guy could be uh could be um night court i mean either one really yeah. without the original without, night court not the, the new garbage yeah yeah no e either way 
number four, and this was tough because the, the first three really edged this one out, but really number four could have been much higher on my list, but the theme song from the A-Team. Mm. I hear that to this day. I get very nostalgic. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, George Papard, let's go. Um, I can't count th- how many times I've said, oh, yeah, George Papard. <laughs> No, the, the, the show. I mean, when I was a kid, I just loved the A team. I just thought it was a great. I mean, whatever. When I was a kid, I thought he was Leslie Nielsen. So I couldn't <laughs> tell the difference. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, number three. Um, I dream of Jeannie. So a little bit before my time, I was very young when when uh, I dream of Jeannie came out. But I got to watch the reruns, and I just you know who who doesn't love Barbara Eden. You know, to this day, I'm just like, wow. You know, I, I could watch I could watch Adrian Magini over and over and over and over again. Number two is a little bit surprising because it's really not that old, I don't think. But the opening sequence of this series, the opening sequence, every single show, really drew you in, drew me in, drew my wife and I in. And it, it, we couldn't wait for the next episode. And we actually watched a couple of these shows before... We started watching the whole series and we couldn't stand it. But we started the series from the very beginning, immediately fell into it and couldn't wait to get to the next show. That show, Mad Men. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it, do it. You will think so differently of... um, uh, Ham. Ham. Uh, what's his name? What's John his name? Ham. John Ham. You will think so differently of him. You will you will hate him and you will love him and you won't understand why you like him when you watch this show because he is horrible. But you have to know what happens next. It's a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal show. And I don't think anybody on this uh, show can guess what my number one is. I'll just, I'm going to let you all guess. Go ahead. I'm going to go with MASH. No. Done. <laughs> Game of Thrones. No. Thought it'd be a little bit more obvious. I than you guys. No. I can't Although guess. that almost made the list. I can't yeah, guess looking, because I've seen you're your looking list. At the sheet. I accidentally went to because I went to type in uh, another title for you and I saw it. But that is what I would have guessed. Magnum PI. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Kev? Donald P. Belisarius. Come on. The guy was a genius. To this day, he made the best television on television. I like it. That's also a good list. Who wants to go next? I guess I'll go. Okay, pretty sure I already know what your number one is. Uh. Uh, so again, I'll, I'll go in descending order. Also, um, might date me a little bit too. Um, my first one is the Jeffersons. Oh yeah, moving on up. Yes, moving on up. Yeah. Is that yeah, your no. number one? No, that's number five. Number five. Okay. Number five. Um, after that's going to be Cheers. Another good one. Oh yep. yeah, yep. I always liked that one. I always liked the movie. I always liked TV show Cheers. It was a great show. Um, number three is going to be Friends. Very oh, memorable one. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and I'll be I'll be the first one to tell you when Friends came out, could not stand the show. My sister loved it, 
And every Thursday night <laughs> when we go to my father's <laughs> for we go over on Thursday nights and hang out with my dad for dinner and all that stuff. <laughs> they would sit in the living room and watch it and I would go in my dad's office, it's his second bedroom, um, and play on the computer. Mm-hmm. And I would would be listening to it and then I slowly I would start to come out and catch a little bit of like Joey and Chandler going back and forth and got into it. So then I, when she finally got the again dating the DVDs, I started watching them and now Love I've, it. Watched them, yep. I've watched them through and through um, multiple times. Uh, number two, and I think this is going to surprise Paul, is actually Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I am surprised. I thought it was going to be number one. So, um, again, I, I love the show, but the, the music in, the sh- in that show was fantastic. Um, can't say enough about the, the, the show itself. Um, the music, we again, know. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, number one... No, you Jackson, have said enough. <laughs> for me, number one, Jack has already mentioned it, is Match. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that would be on your list, too. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you hear the song, you hear the, the, the opening song, the opening notes that, and I just know that that's the show that's on. I could be in another room, my mom could be watching it in the living room, the moment I hear that, I know that, that she's watching it. And I've seen all the episodes of MASH multiple, multiple, we're talking hundreds of times. I can, once I, <laughs> once I hear the, 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 the opening monologue, I probably can recite the whole episode. Ninety wow. percent of the episode. That's how often I watch that show. So yeah, that's it. That was, those are for me. I knew I would surprise you, Paul. I figured you thought it sounds would be number mm-hmm. one. Um, and uh, it, it, I was thinking about it, but Mash is is right there. So I, I just think that 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 theme song is is a top for everything. So nice. You do you want to uh, go now, yeah. or do you want to? I'll I'll it. go now. I'll go okay. now. So. Um... I mean, I guess since everyone did, you know, order from five to one, I, these aren't actually in any particular order, but it might be right. It might actually be right. Uh, I didn't have a chance to think about it because I had to throw it together um, during the trivia segment because I forgot <laughs> about it. Um, I do want to say this. Um, I am going to give an honorable mention here, but it's for one thing that was disqualified and it would have been on this list if not for this disqualification. I absolutely would have said Highlander for Queens. Uh, uh, saw the heroes of the universe song but it started off as the movie theme song mm-hmm. and then was only used in the tv show because it was in the movie and i kind of felt like that doesn't count but that's a badass fucking yes song. it is um anyway that, so we'll that see. is on my uh, ipod still oh yes <laughs> yeah. so um number five this actually this entire list it, it may not be surprising but it's very different from anything we've heard so far um number five would be save me from smallville by Very five good for fi- five for fighting. Yeah. Um, interesting to note, this is on Entertainment Weekly's uh, list of top TV show theme songs of the 21st century. It comes in at number 11, nice. which is higher than I thought it would. And what I loved about this song is it's right from from episode one. It's a show about Superman, and they have the you know, song is you know somebody save me, and it just one of those those points where when when they use a licensed song or they use a real song, sometimes. It doesn't match up, but, but this fit the, the subject matter perfectly. It couldn't mm-hmm. have fit any better. Uh, I always love that. Number four, the theme song from Angel, the spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The song is called The Sanctuary. Um, it's actually on our Halloween playlist when we play music outside on Halloween night, uh, performed by a band called Darling Violetta. And their lead singer, 
uh, actually called me once uh, when I was working at AT&T. She was calling up because she managed the band's phone lines. They had business phone lines. Uh, her name's Cami Ellen. And uh, she called up and I was like, oh, wow, I'll, I'll look up your band. And then I, I, I looked up her band afterwards. And I'm like, they do the theme song to Angel. I watched that show. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> so that was really cool. Number three on the list, the theme from Millennium. Uh, Millennium was a, a sort of spinoff of the X-Files uh, by the same guy, Chris Carter, uh, starring Lance Henriksen mm -hmm. uh, of uh, Alien uh, fame. He played Bishop in those movies, probably his, his biggest role. Um, amazing show, much darker than the X-Files. And the theme song begins with this just... A, a violin that is so full of despair it makes you want to cry and it's an incredible theme song if you've not checked it out i mean the show is fantastic but the the, the theme is amazing and you figure you know the x-files had a pretty iconic theme song too but i think the millennium one is better and i'm pretty sure the same people did it number two paul if this is not on your list i'll kind of be surprised uh does anybody remember the song that used to open monday night raw back in the 90s Oh, yeah. Classic. Across the Nation by yes. Union Underground. Uh, what a fantastic song that still pops into my head to this day. Mm -hmm. um, awesome, awesome song. And I don't know if anyone else, it, Kevin probably doesn't know it. And finally, number one, The Ballad of Serenity, the opening to Firefly, which was Joss Whedon's um, oh, country space yeah. cowboy show. An amazing, amazing song. Once again, fit so tightly with the theme of the show. It's as if they were, I mean, yeah, it probably was written for the show. Right. So I guess that shouldn't be surprising. But I mean, that show had such a spirit and that song has that spirit as well. Nice. Um, the Raw theme did not make my list because I forgot about it. Tell but, me that doesn't pop into your head. Uh, every it's now still and now and then like, yep. I think that I should that still song. be the theme song. Yeah, me. I agree. I mean, what is this? I don't even know what the theme song is. No, anymore. I couldn't tell you on any of them anymore. No idea. That's all. All I know is the now, then forever together thing, because Madison has to recite it verbatim every time. Uh, my list. I'm also going to start with five and work my way up. Uh, number five, the Big Bang Theory. Mm. Just very fun song. I like it. I'm not gonna get get. I'm not gonna wax poetic like some of you guys did, Jack. Um, Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> number four, and I should have ranked higher for me, but I, I feel it's a little new and it's a little too on the nose with us lately. The theme from Peacemaker. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I that, love that. That song. really does belong on some top ten lists or top five lists. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That is number three. That's my ringtone. That's awesome. Number three, Sons of Anarchy. It's already been discussed, so we won't go into it. Um, number two, The X-Files. Just mm. because it is such an iconic haunting theme. And my number one absolute favorite that none of you here would ever be able to guess, the theme from Sanford and Son. Yep, love that one. I, I don't know why, but like it's some weird shit popped into my head for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad everybody got in on it and actually did the homework. So, 
even if it was during the trivia segment. He still did the homework. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I only have to answer about. one question out of that whole segment. Who cares what else I do? <laughs> right. It's not like me where I'm furiously typing away through the whole thing. <laughs> um. All right. So let's bring this fucker home. Guys, what are you watching? Just one show. Um, it's called Mysteries at the Museum. So um, that was actually a pretty cool show. So Emily and I stumbled upon it the other day. So it's just like little hidden things at museums you don't realize. One of the episodes was, so this girl from Cuba, she dies of tubercul- tuberculosis, right? And so she dies. The doctor tries to help her out before she dies, gives him herbal teas. She gets buried. The family goes to put uh, flowers by her grave the body's not in there anymore. So that doctor robs the body, wraps the body in papyrus, puts a wig on her, puts lipstick on her and starts dancing with her, start, says he's married to her now. So it was just a fucked up thing. I know that but, story. I, yeah. I, wasn't that yeah. the video for um, Last Dance with Mary Jane? Like Tom Petty? I don't, oh, I don't know. know. But like, that was one, but like, Benjamin Franklin also when he lived in England he lived with a doctor there were bones below like his house or something like that because the doctor was experimenting on bodies when it was illegal at the time so mysteries at the museum Hugh knows what I'm talking about that was a show yeah I was gonna say how how'd you just stumble on I mean there's a channel on cable tv where that's like the only thing that's ever fucking on I know there's been 25 seasons. Well, there, there's that months. and the one about fucking video or satellite cameras catching stuff. They switch back yeah. and forth. It's pretty cool, though. They have like four episodes per like, what on an Earth? hour. That's what but yeah, yeah, but it's actually a good show. Like I said, one show, but been watching that for a couple weeks now. Nice. Is anybody watching uh, Dead City? I'm one Who's episode there? behind. I've watched the first two episodes so far. What's Dead City? That's the the Maggie and Egan spinoff. Oh yeah, no. no. Exactly. It's, so far, it's really good. We just we yeah. don't ever have time to watch adult TV anymore. Yeah, whatever. So, dude, don't let Fear the Walking Dead ruin the regular Walking Dead. No more Walking it's, Dead. Kevin's the regular Walking bad. Dead ruined the Walking Dead. Exactly. All, yeah, but then it got good again. Ruined. It got good again. The last uh, two years. This is actually this is actually pretty good, Kevin. I think you might I think you might enjoy it. Yeah, I'm out too, Kev. Don't oh, worry. I'm done. I'm done with it. All right. Let him be done. I'm fine with it. Well, that's that's pretty good. Um, have we watched anything else? Um Outlander's back. Uh that's you know, um uh, I you know, it, it's it's weird because I feel like they've any long running book series runs into this and TV series not so much because TV series they kill people, but an author, but while they might kill characters, they also want to have a book series. So there's there's a little more self-preservation there mm-hmm. you know when it's the author and it feels like they've gotten to the point where everybody is safe and whereas i used to dread watching this show because they do some really really awful terrible shit to the main characters like shit you will never you've watched it and you're like you feel weird afterwards and you'll never forget it um i mean it's you're kind of just watching them live their life now and hmm. I'm kind of okay with that because I don't think I could take any more uh, damage to them. Yes, Kevin. I may I may have asked you this before. Um, we stopped watching Outlander also, but was the book as repetitive as the television show is? I have no idea. I, I I've never read the books. 
Um, but I don't know really repetitive. I don't I, I really don't see where the show's been repetitive. Can you give me an example? Really? Yeah. Oh, let's see. They escape something and they end up back in war. And oh, let's go back and forth in time a couple times. Oh, let's escape again. Oh, let's end up back in war. Oh, let's escape a couple times to go back and forth in time. Oh, whoa, wait a minute, whoa. who's getting raped today? Hold on, Kevin. It's the same. The time I was, I no, I was again. thinking about this. Time travel's only been used once when Claire went there. Once when she she went back because she was pregnant. The daughter that, came back. Yeah, when and then when they all came back to the the past, so it's only been they used three times. Completely ruined the whole story when they found a way to go back to their own time. Well, if they I'm hadn't sure. done that, there wouldn't be a TV show. The, as far as I'm concerned, the whole story, the whole premise of the story was that this woman from the present went back in time, and now let's follow her life and see what happens. Once they took her back into her home time, her own time. It, the story completely fell apart for me. You do realize that she was only back in her own time for like two episodes. It right? doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. The story completely fell apart because now all of a sudden, who gives a fuck what happens to her? She could have stayed in her own time and the whole thing would have been done. I, I, I don't the, the, follow the, the story logic. was that she, she, it was an accident. She went back in time and now we have to figure out how is she going to deal with it? That was the story. Yeah, but she went back there because that's where she wanted to be, and they still have to deal with that that same story. Cares? Nobody cares. Well, enough people care for it to get to season seven. Who gives a shit? What did you? What ninety percent of the audience? They lost. They lost so many viewers when all of a sudden she went back to her own time. It was just, it was, it was, it just didn't make any sense anymore. Who gives it? If you can, if you can travel back and forth in time, good for you. Now it's just some other stupid time travel story. When it was an accident, when it was, she stumbled into it, it was interesting. They lost that okay. interest. Well, they well, just, Kevin, completely lost I'm going to have to tell you since you didn't keep watching, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You I'm are. not wrong. Because I'm entitled to my own opinion. And my opinion isn't exactly all that different from a lot of people that stopped watching Outlander. Well, I see that happened in season two and they're on season seven and renewed for season eight. So somebody disagrees. Good for them. Paul's like, um, is this going to get worse? Jerry, I just don't Jerry, know anything about Jerry. the show. Oh, uh, I just sucks. know it's some broad that got brought back to medieval times or some shit it's, i can't believe it, we're arguing about outlet you know what it, it is it sucks it, it's because of your super super violent reaction to a show that is still good enough to continue getting violent? renewed yeah, i don't think you know what violence actually is that wasn't even remotely violent it was explosive you're it's like come on <laughs> i'm not saying you're threatening me there's no nothing no you don't, you don't think you understand the definition of the word violent. Okay, I'm probably stupid then. You're right. Well, probably. Moving on. Well, yes, we should. <laughs> what else do we have on our list here? Uh, secret um, invasion? Huh? Secret invasion. I didn't see today's yet, so it's and apparently something big happened on that too. So, yeah. yeah. But Again, first two episodes were pretty good. 
still kind of slow. It's a slow burn so far without knowing what happened today. It's How so many episodes is there going to be in the? So we're, we're, that's the halfway point already. Yep. So I'll have to start watching then. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing that I've watched is I, I went and saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. How and was it? Was really good. It was really good. They didn't do what they do with all these modernization things and make him out to be like a, a dope. Like he he's still Indiana Jones and it's everything has progressed on. And it really did help that we rewatched all of them. So yeah, a lot of the, the points weren't lost on me. But uh it was really good. Um they say it's all done. But there, well, there's room yeah. for spinoffs well, and everything. It needs to be done for for Indy himself because the dude's he, almost he's already, he's already said he's done. Yeah, he needs he's to. Already, be. He said uh, no more, and and Disney's come out and said that's the last one with him. Yeah, if they're going to do anything, they're going to go before Raiders. Oh, they do a pre like a like a prequel thing to it. Well, they'd have to, have to, or it'd be Indiana Jones in the nursing home of terror. <laughs> what was it? Um, the villain in this Indiana Jones movie, I never put it together. He was also a Bond villain, but his brother's that Lars Mickelson that's playing um, um Grand Thrawn and Soka. I never put that together. That's pretty cool. He's also he was um, Jin Erso's and, father in yes. Rogue One. Yes, he was. Wasn't he also Hannibal Lecter in the series? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Mads uh, Mikkelsen. He was also the villain in Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, without going into any spoilers, though, like when they de-aged him in that scene, was that pretty cool? Because like they showed a de-aged Indiana Jones a little bit in a trailer. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just a flashback. Oh, just like yeah, that's there. You're getting informed as to why all this stuff is happening. Like that, it links back to something. So, okay. Paul, so, did you watch? Did you rewatch Crystal Skull? Yes. Do you have a different opinion of it now, or the same? I still think it's the weakest of the series, but it wasn't. It's not awful. I don't. It's not as bad as when I remember sitting in the theater going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so, um, and I actually like this time around watching it. I actually appreciated uh, Shia LaBeouf's character a little bit more than I did initially. But it's good. Madison had a blast. There was all of oh, <laughs> I almost forgot. So let me set the scene for you. We went to Destiny to see it because it was sold out at Movie Tavern. Did you get shot? No, thankfully. Um, we uh, we get in there and like literally, like it was a, like a seven fifteen showing or something. And when I purchased it, there was one guy in the row behind us, and then a couple of people up front. We walk into the theater and there's these two guys literally in our row, right next to where our seats were. And we sit down. And I put Madison on the side where nobody was, and I sat next to the the stranger guy. Um, the there there's a young man and an older man out of the two, and I was sitting next to the older guy. Um, the young man, I'm assuming he was on the spectrum or something. Well, he just he had some quirks and everything to him while we're sitting there. Fine, but the older guy sitting next to me, I, I thought it was just a one off thing at first, but he's sitting next to me, and um. All of a sudden, he starts going, uh, uh, 
And I'm like, the fuck is that? And you know, it's it's doing the the newbie bullshit and all that before, and he keeps doing it. And at one point, I heard him talking to the other kid, talking about, well, we can move seats. You know, there's there's plenty of spaces we can just go wherever we want. Blah blah blah. He keeps doing this and doing it, and I'm like, previews come on, previews end, movie starts. Five minutes into the movie, they both get up and walk out of the theater. I'm thinking, oh, they're, maybe they're going to get popcorn or something. Never fucking came back. I'm not <laughs> sure if he had some weird anxiety thing because I was sitting right next to him or what, but they just straight wow. bolted five minutes into the fucking movie. Never came they, back. At least they didn't come back making that noise again. Right. It was so weird. It was almost like when Jack had to try to poop. Hey, you didn't let me poop, remember? Back on Geek Pod. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind <laughs> of how I feel when I'm in the room with you, Paul. He's a dick. I try to get you to stay away from me. You just stay on your end of the room. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Kev, I see you got a couple of entries on here. Uh, For what? What you've been watching. Oh. So, yeah, Jack Ryan season four, final season is back out. Or it's out. It released. So, first two episodes, wife and I watched those. And uh, we started uh, The Witcher, of course, because that's, uh, you know, the theme for the uh, tabletop uh, (laughs) review today. The connected tissue. Yeah, the $500 game. (laughs) Yeah. And it's totally worth it, too. It's totally worth it. You need to check it out. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all I've got on my list for the night. I'm watching the clock tick down. Make me want to poop now. I got to go poop. All right. Well, then let's uh, (laughs) let's finish this thing up. Let's drop nuggets. All right. People never really mentioned that Willy Wonka just handed Charlie the deed to a factory that's about to get hit with a handful of wrongful death suits. Good night, everybody, and mega me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.